and they're also the things that people I think are most scared to try because it's our bodies, right? It's like dancing. No guy wants to not tell a girl that, you know, he's not gonna dance with her because, you know, then that's related to other stuff. So, <laughs> so, so, so when, when, when it comes to controlling your body, yeah. right? And expressing your body through, through exercise and stuff, you don't want to be the person that's moving like a moose yeah, yeah. Because, because that's embarrassing. All right, guys, so welcome to another episode of Fitness Inside Out by Wild Training. I'm James Griffiths, and I'm joined by some of our team. I'm going to be doing a podcast on work rate. And this is something that, as a team of trainers, we talk about a lot. And it's kind of one of those things where, essentially, I think it's a barrier for a lot of people coming into a gym, joining a gym membership, getting themselves into activity. Because a lot of time, people are, I guess, worried about their output more than the, the amount of effort they put into their exercise. And so, you know, we've all heard this, right? And this is where somebody goes, oh, I'm gonna join the gym, but I need to get fit first. It was like, oh, I'd love to do aerial fitness, but uh, you know, I'll never be able to pull myself up. Uh, or, you know, I'd like to come to yoga, or, you know, I'm not flexible enough. And, and, and these are those barriers where people are worried about their output. They're worried about what they can do. Whereas as a team of, of trainers, and realistically, it's true of our members as well. The only thing people ever really, I guess, respond to respect and, and are inspired by is people's work rates their their efforts how much somebody tries so you know if, if i go and do you know a heavy deadlift uh it's it's a lot less impressive than somebody that's maybe brand new to deadlifting and hits a pb or makes their first 100 kilo deadlift that's that's almost more exciting because for them that was a bigger effort level it was a it was them really pushing their their kind of limit so so the interesting thing about these three is rena melissa and kurt all started out as as my clients, members of the gym, before they worked here as trainers. So, so they've got this really interesting perspective of knowing what I'm talking about here from a member's point of view, uh, and, and then again, from a coach's point of view, and having to help people get past those, those like emotional barriers kind of thing. And they're, they're all you know, very different in, in themselves as well. So Rena's a mum of four, really into your yoga, enjoy hit classes, combat classes, that Spin. kind of stuff. Spin. And then Melissa, she walked into the gym in 2017 as somebody that probably hasn't enjoyed gyms regularly previously and dived straight into everything we do here at Wild Training, became really passionate about aerial silks. Now our aerial silks instructor, amazing what she can do and she's developed our Wild Woman personal training programs as well, helps a lot of women find not just like finding confidence in their training, but actually really start to connect with exercise from a more feminine point of view. And then Kurt was a competitive athlete. So Kurt's been doing martial arts for yeah most of his life. He's competed at lots of different martial arts and, and now he works with us as a personal trainer and group exercise coach at the gym as well. So you know he came to the gym as somebody that was already really fit, had his his confidence in his his kind of expertise and his speciality. But then we threw him under the bus and got him going to try lots of things that he wasn't necessarily going to be good at straight away. So they've all got <laughs> different... The right <laughs> <laughs> Standard. Uh, but yeah, so interesting points of view. So, Rina. Yes. Let's, let's talk about when you joined the Wild Training Gym as a member and emotionally how that, that went down for you and, and, and were there any barriers for you? How long did it take you from finding about our gym, finding out about what we do, and actually joining the gym. I was scared. <laughs> Thank you, the end. <laughs> I was scared because I didn't know what the gym was about. So I got personal training sessions after I'd had my fourth baby. I did a few of those, and while I was having the training sessions, I would watch the people in classes, 
And there was something inside, I wanted to be part of that. Eventually I joined and became a member and it's just blossomed from there really. <laughs> but it's really good. I've enjoyed being a member because it's important to be able to see from the other side of the fence to see how hard people's journeys are. Emotionally I was scared. The main thing for me was I'm gonna have to work so, so hard to get to wherever I wanna be in order to feel confident walking into a class. Um, but that's when the good stuff happens, that's where the magic happens. You ha it's exactly that, that's it. It's the input, therefore, becomes the thing that gives you joy. It made me excited to come to the next class. But it is hard work, there's no two ways about it. You have to work hard if you want to be where you want to be. Yeah. Well, I, guess, I guess more than just like the tangible to be where you want to be, it's like if you work hard, you leave and feel great. Yeah, yeah, so, it's so rewarding. What you, what you were saying about being scared, pretty much after your first class, you realize actually wasn't scary. No, it's just a buzz. You got motivated to work hard, feel great, mm -hmm. you leave going, that was really good for me. And actually you start to experience that community. Yeah. Which, which you know, is a word that, especially in the fitness industry, is thrown around loads, right? But yeah. having a good community is about allowing other people to care about you and for you to care about other people. Yeah. And straight away in a decent gym, that's what you get. And Just so when you yeah. come down and work really hard, People say, that's amazing, keep going, you're doing great. Just the little things, yeah. somebody saying hi when mm. you go to your next class and you think, somebody's noticed me, I feel part of this gang now. And then before you know it, you're having a bit of banter. Yeah. Then before you realise it, you're talking while you're working out and you think, yeah, I'm there. I can work and talk at the same <laughs> time. I go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, 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 buff, yeah. <laughs> ish. Okay, cool. And so, so, yeah, Melissa, I remember doing your gym tour, right? So yeah. you, you walk in and, you know, straight talking from Malta girl you know <laughs> and and made it very clear that she didn't like the gym you know uh, but swung it got the cell uh, and and you joined as a gym uh, member 2017 mm -hmm. and then obviously while training not being your average gym what was what was it like for you for somebody that hasn't had that like experience of regularly attending a gym gym classes mm -hmm. and then coming here so obviously when we did the tour I was walking around and I thought what is this? There's nothing here that I recognize as, you know, I was a member at another gym, just like a dungeon gym, and it had, you know, everything, fixed paths, cross trainers, all that rubbish. And, um, well, it is what it is. Um, and then just loads of open space. I just didn't know how to use it, but obviously I wanted to. So I thought, okay, there's potential here for movement, which is what I'm interested in, but I don't know what to do. So yeah, I'd never done classes before either. So the thought of doing a class, like, I'm not a class girl. Um, but I gave it again. I think the first class I did was your BTB. Uh -huh. Killed me. <laughs> it was really hard, but I was trying to show off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized it weren't your average classes. They weren't, you know, the boring classes and things like that. So yeah, you just have to get stuck in. And like Rena said, it's, it's amazing going from a member's point of view. So when we have these tours coming in, oh, I don't do classes. I know exactly what to say because I was there. Mm. I didn't do classes, but these are very, very different. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was it was daunting, but also really exciting at the same time. Yeah, and so and so what's interesting about like obviously what you really kind of latched onto in terms of the the types of exercise that you enjoyed as part of the gym is like yeah you tried uh, you know the barbell class so that that was the BTB class that, that Melissa was talking about. You you tried some of the strongman stuff mm -hmm. and and yeah you, you you had a go at most of the things that we, we we did, but it was the more expressive mm. movement based classes. So so uh, our capoeira class yeah. and then it was like things like the the more flow based urban strength bar training, the calisthenics type mm -hmm. workouts, the Olympic rings. But then it was aerial silks. Yeah, and the the thing about all of those things is they're the things that like on Instagram you watch you just go 
that's amazing you know mm. that's that's really mm. cool i wish i could do that right and they're also the things that people i think are most scared to try mm. because it's our bodies right it's like dancing no guy wants to not tell a girl that you know he's not going to dance with her because you know then that's related to other stuff so <laughs> so 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 when, when when it comes to controlling your body yeah. right and expressing your body through through exercise and stuff you don't want to be the person that's moving like a moose yeah, yeah because because that's embarrassing and that that always makes me think that a lot of people like I remember at the start of lockdown, they think of the gyms as like a vanity thing, you know, like every, everybody got really upset when the gyms got shut down, right, in lockdown. Uh, and the criticism of people that were almost protesting to get the gyms open were like, well, it's just a vanity thing. The gyms aren't important. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they think we come here for our egos or something, right? And what I always think is, is, is there's people out there that are watching these really cool forms of activity and exercise and they're inspired by it. But what stops them coming to have a go is their egos. Mm. The, the ego kind of argument is more about why people don't come to the gym. Yeah. They don't want to be found out or, or be judged, you know, mm. their perception of being judged to, to not be good enough, not be fit enough, not be strong enough kind of thing. Mm. And so as soon as you come down to a, a gym that's got like a supportive community and, and coaching to back up these, these different types of activities, you realize actually part of the fun is the learning that's supported by the community <laughs> And then if you just keep turning up, you become like a world-class aerialist, you know? And, and you know, you start to have fun with whatever activities you want to kind of have fun with. So so then there's Kurt. And like I said, Kurt came to to train with me as a personal training client after it was Matt Vladar. So Matt Vladar, our Muay Thai coach, who's trained with Kurt for years and years and years, came to me to start to learn about parallettes. He got really into the gym and then started telling these guys to come down. And then Kurt ended up doing some personal training with me. And and yeah, that was that was you taking on some training that I guess initially wasn't that much of an interest to you because you'd always done kickboxing, Muay Thai, wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and you were good at that stuff. And that was that was you were happy, you were fit, you know? And so when you first came down here, I guess there was that gap between Matt telling you about it and you actually coming down. So tell us about that gap. And then obviously the experience once you actually got down. Yeah, I think um, Matt's initial sale was, oh, you got to come down. They've got like Atlas Stones here. And that was, that, <laughs> yeah, so it took us a while. But um, I think it's Matt told Jimmy and I, and we were so like, you know, oh, we'll see. Matt's, you know, he's tried to sell us some other things before. <laughs> <laughs> Pyramid schemes, no. Uh, basically, uh, yeah, it did take us a while just to get a bit of trust in him. And also you're so set in your routine, yeah. aren't you, some, some people. But we did, we gave it a go. And then... Um, we had a, like a free little intro session with you. We did some Olympic lifting and stuff like that, and we were instantly sold. And this different way of training, new way of uh, experiencing things, and just a whole new world, basically. Yeah, yeah wicked man. And so, and so, you know, that's that's the intros. These guys kind of obviously coming at it from their own different, I guess, starting points and objections. You know, so so all of them had the same, I guess, almost like fears and you know challenges of wanting to try new things and obviously having their own routines you know knowing knowing their routine i know what I'm, I, I enjoy i know what's going to keep me fit and they still came down and and found new things that added added to the quality of life which is the bottom line that's what we say here is we, we don't necessarily you know change bodies we, we change lives and that's that's what it's all about helping people to connect to the joy in exercise activity and and doing it with other people around you because then you get the social element right we mm. 
we did some great online training through through lockdown and we did hold on to certainly a, a, an element of that community and getting people together regularly as part of a routine having a bit of banter on the zoom mm-hmm. classes and stuff but being able to interact with people socially connect with them is massive you know yeah. and and i think from our point of view now as coaches but also as people that just enjoy exercise because we know what it does for us from a mental health point of view not just a physical health point of view it's like our check-ins it's like just topping up that that you know that fuel tank of us having all the right stuff in our, our bodies and our heads to keep us yeah working through all the other stresses in life in in a positive way so now we got to talk about it from like i say this whole argument that the most important thing when it comes to enjoying a gym is not your output nobody cares what you can do definitely nobody cares what i can lift or you know whatever but it's about work rate right it's about just coming down and pushing to your limits and almost like not worrying about what anybody else is, is doing you know the, the old the old school lines of you know trying to be better tomorrow than i am today it makes sense you know the only person i genuinely am ever competing against is is myself and so you guys all teach very different activities, right? So, so as, as Rena said, she does a lot of the hit classes, the spins, the barbell classes, and then the yoga classes as well. So, so talk to me about the kind of objections that people have when you're talking to them about the gym, joining the gym, or maybe a current member who's, who's needing to work on their flexibility so you know they should be coming to your yoga classes and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to come. And you you know that that means that they're, they're not probably going to come for like another eight weeks or something, right? Mm-hmm. So so how do you how do you kind of talk to clients about having the confidence like you did when you were scared to take on new stuff? The worst thing that can happen is that somebody believes they're in a voice. The best thing that can happen is they start to listen to other voices. What I try and do with new members is let them know that I'm there for them. I try and look after them just verbally. I try and make them feel that they are important because when somebody feels seen and heard, they're more likely to commit to a new routine. I try and tell them that you've got to find your rhythm. Everybody works at a different pace. Everyone works to a different dance. Find the thing that works for you. Find a class. Uh, try loads of different things and tr- and find the one that when you go away from it, you get that excitement inside, like when am I going to get to do that again? There's no point coming to a yoga class if you're super bendy, because mm. you can already do that. Then you need strength. If you're really strong, you need to be flexible. If you're, you know, the, everything that we do here, the best thing is that it's all complementary. Mm-hmm. To get better at one thing, do a couple of the other things that we offer, and you'll realise very quickly that what you thought you knew isn't the thing that serves you best. Yeah. And we will always support you through that journey because we're not about just keeping members for the hell of it. We're about, as you say creating that community, making you find your, your inner buzz, your, mm. the thing that makes you tick, but getting you to a place where you're better than you thought you were, yeah. and then telling your mates about it because you love it so much. Yeah, totally. That's what we've done. Yeah, listening to you talk about like inner voice, right, and, and fear, it made me think of Ed Coleman, right? So Ed Coleman is, is one of my personal training clients, had pretty much debilitating back pain for like 14 years and he was having you know cortisone injections seeing uh, you know experts Harley street doctors and and all of that time and all of those uh, interventions built up such uh, a fear in his head about what he could and could not do and his 10 year old daughter I want, I want to start running with you dad and he's like I can't run he couldn't mm-hmm. go out and, and be active with his with his daughter and he was introduced to, to the gym and doing some personal training with me 
and and I I could see the guy obviously was moving you know straight away not well mm-hmm. and and I think he he you know picked up a, a light kettlebell day one and just back exploded went into a spasm I was like damn this is this is one of the worst you know kind of situations I've ever seen you know and it took about nine months to really not just like fix his his body in terms of strength balancing and and and, and you know his firing patterns but i mean the guy can deadlift more than two times his body weight for reps now you know and like deadlifts are oh you're gonna hurt your back doing a deadlift yeah. you know it's it's that that inbuilt like when you deadlift back. eventually yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 be careful with your back son uh-huh. so uh so so from the point of view of talking about you know fear and inner voices and the things that you know are gonna hurt you. Mm, you think. He's a really good example of, of how actually, you know, getting some help and working through that that fear. And and he, he's very good at openly talking about ego and how hard it is mm-hmm. to step into an environment where you know you're gonna struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. But actually looking at not all struggle was equal. And, and some of that struggle is how we progress. It's how we challenge our body to get back into a healing mode uh, as well. So I think I think there's there's so much talk about exercise for for vanity or health or fitness and performance, but sometimes it's not talked about from a healing point of view, both physically and mentally. Um, from my perspective, from both of those angles, mental health and physical health, it's the most powerful intervention we've got. I think it will beat the crap out of drugs every day of the week as a, a long-term genuine solution to improving health. And, and I think that is a big part of suffering with ego and fear and, and inner voices. So yeah, that's no, a really good good perspective from a coach's point of view of actually the, the mental side of, of, of having to get over some of those, uh, those assumptions. But, uh, but then Melissa, so you, you teach arguably one of the hardest things to teach in this gym, which is, which is aerial silks. So Kurt's a strong guy, good grip strength he's done wrestling first time you turned up to silks yeah (laughs) i mean i I loved it but yeah Yeah. i mean the feeling in my hands the next day another level right it's rock climbing on on another planet it's so so tough on your grip so generally it's really inspiring to people that don't conform to liking traditional styles of exercise it's not something that straight away a, a spinning kind of member a hit kind mm-hmm. of member would go I'm, I'm gonna go to that class yeah so it inspires people that arguably have less fitness background than most mm. people in the gym mm. and it's one of the hardest things so how how do you help people not feel defeated in that first couple of sessions on the silks where it's like oh, i basically can't hold on to the thing you know <laughs> yeah and that happens with everyone so yeah. when i first started i couldn't hold on to it i couldn't do anything I was rubbish, um, and like most people are. So I didn't have any background in dance or gymnastics or anything. So I didn't come from that discipline. So it's not like I can say, oh yeah, I did all this and that's why I'm good at it. It's I put the work in. So it's just reassuring people that can't climb. Cool, you just see me demo all this sort of stuff. I was there, I couldn't do that. So I put a video out a few, well it was a while ago now, about my like my bloopers reel, like when I was learning. And so many people messaged saying, I didn't know basically with that crap. I was like, well, yeah, I was. Yeah. So it's just, it's just saying that if you carry on and just keep trying, you will get better. So, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to be really, really, really slim or really, really strong to do it. You can get anyone doing something, but it's the consistency. You have to keep going with that and just make it fun. So yeah, I get people walking in the door, like when they turn up to my silks class, they look so scared, like genuinely scared. 
Um, and then we all have a laugh and all the, the crew are really supportive. So you've got people turning up week on week, people that are brand new and they're all really supportive because they've all been at that journey. And as soon as they do something, they hold the body weight for a second longer. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest victory. Yeah, they so come back to our classes and go, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did it. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's always that reaction. It's like joy. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. all, all they're giving us is going, I did I did Melissa Zero's classes. Like, yeah, that's just yeah. joy. You had a blast, you know? And you, you probably didn't even feel like you were exercising mm. for an hour. Until the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's you know, when, when you're talking about when when we you know started out obviously you know you had no gymnastics background mm. i had no gymnastics background i just saw these things and i was like the guys in cirque du soleil look fit we should have that in the gym was yeah. literally how that started and then we get all these experts coming down and teaching us and, and and a real i guess challenge for us initially was we had to take what we learned from professional mm-hmm. performers who are only doing this in the sense of practicing to earn money and be elite at it and like you said make it fun because why would anybody choose to do anything unless they enjoy it unless they have fun so that's our job right exercise it sells itself when you're into it but it has to look fun to give it a go and and i always think that it's the fairest system in the world and and what i mean by that is the media i guess has made exercise feel like a mystery right it's a, it's like oh you're you're probably not losing weight because you don't have the right anti antioxidants because you're not having your acai you know uh berries or whatever is that how you say it acai yeah but but what i mean is you get exactly you know you look exactly the way you deserve to look that's a fact you are a mirror image of your lifestyle you say that and it's true but it's like the the the, the realization that that's probably the last 10 to 15 years of how you lived your life not going to be able to deal with that in eight weeks you know so 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 (laughs) so that's a challenge but melissa said it if you turn up and you keep turning up you can't not progress Mm. you will always get fitter you will see your body shape change you will feel more confident and you know i was joking about how no guy wants to be that guy that's to stand in the corner because he can't dance or he's not confident enough to try right you go into the aerial silks class and you see these beautiful shapes and you think, how are they making that look easy? You know? It's the hardest bit. <laughs> it's the hardest bit to imagine it. It's the easiest thing to try. And if you just try, try often, try hard, it works. And like, you know, aerial silks, looks insane, but we tie you into a knot while you're stood on the floor and you stand up mm-hmm. and that's how you start. So some of these beautiful shapes aren't hard to hold. Sometimes they're hard to get into, mm-hmm. but we can cheat. And if we cheat for long enough, you become strong enough to not have to cheat anymore. And that's what we've we've got in not just aerial silks, but strongman, martial mm. arts, yoga. There are ways for every person at every fitness level with any goal to start. So that's the hardest part of exercise is starting. Once you start, you wouldn't stop because it mm. makes you feel great. Mm. Like, and forget how it makes you look. It makes you feel great. So mm. that's why we all enjoy it, right? So, so then Kurt, you you've got a really compassionate style of coaching and so kurt's a really good guy to talk to about this perspective of coaching clients through yeah emotional confidence challenges that they have before they want to get into exercise and and swiss army knife so this guy you know he's got 230 kilo deadlift presses really well he's mad martial artist he's ridiculously fit so it's not very much that he can't coach his clients through which is i think why they end up having a lot of fun and 
yeah take on all these weird challenges they wouldn't necessarily do so so from from your perspective then kurt like mm -hmm. helping people get into a routine and i know like for example you know you've done some wicked stuff with some of your clients we're turning their cardio into like into like basketball games right yeah yeah, yeah. so 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 yeah can, can you think of any examples or any 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 yeah i guess challenges that you've had in terms of your coaching time um the the yeah finding something they love finding something they enjoy so you know the first few sessions may be trying out loads of different things mm. and then you find something that they're going to enjoy life i've had a few uh younger lads that didn't realize they're as strong as they are mm. and you know you put the bar on a few blocks just like you said about cheating with yep. the silks put the bar bar up five inches and get them to rep you know 200 kilo deadlift that they've never even imagined they could mm. do mm. and suddenly they're addicted to strong man yep. and that gets them in the gym five times a week and trying to progress that skill like yeah. They're, yeah they're not going to be hitting that every time but it doesn't matter now mm. they're concerned about training hard putting that output in and you know really getting that effort in so just like we said at the start and yeah the biggest excuse i used to find was not done that before i've not done yeah. that in a while and mm. i know i because i used to say it my mates used to say it and it's just a cop out straight away <laughs> because it's a fullback if you're bad at it if you're crap at that I've not done it before. I've not tried it in six months. Mm -hmm. It's just a fallback. But it's yeah, like I say, get rid of that that thought pattern. Mm. Put the effort in. That's mm -hmm. what counts, and you'll find those uh, small victories and get yeah, addicted definitely. to them. Well, I was thinking about you know somebody like Aiden, right? So Aiden's come yeah. you know to you for, as a, a personal training client with with no fitness background, mm -hmm. you know, no confidence in his, his body shape and what he can do. Uh, there's no way he would have expected to come into a gym and try and strongman. And I remember in our outdoor tunnel area, so this is where we have a lot of our hit exercise kind of set up, a lot of space, our strongman equipment. I'd be training with a couple of my dad buddies and, you know, on a Sunday morning, you'd be down there with Aiden and we'd see him every single week just getting fitter and fitter yeah. and fitter. And and they end up mentioning him, be like, Aiden, you're, you're killing it, man. And And that's the thing. He's nowhere near as fit as these guys that I was training with. And they, they took it upon themselves to just go up to them and go, you're killing it. This like you're work working ethic. really yeah. hard. Yeah. And and they were inspired by it, by a guy who who was trying to make a difference to his lifestyle. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess again, from, from, you know, people's fear, you know, they, they think I'm gonna go to the gym and everybody's gonna judge me. And it's just like, well, if that happens, you're in the wrong gym. Mm -hmm. And there are, you know, like everything, there's, there's different styles of gyms, you know, and different cultures, but generally, like the only thing we experience is that people have that that mutual admiration for mm -hmm. effort you know and and you know kurt hit the nail on the head like we all you know aspire to put effort into improving our lifestyles mm -hmm. but then that's that's a really rewarding thing inwardly selfishly for an individual who goes oh, i'm not very good at that and then he yeah. does it and he leaves the gym feeling so empowered mm -hmm. going from i can't do that to going what else could i do yeah and that transfers into not just exercise every other aspect of your life family life work life you start to have a can-do attitude you start to have resilience and and that's that becomes really exciting because that's how we improve the quality of people's lives it's not just with their health so um yeah really really cool and, and again i think when we're talking about work rate output you start to hear what we're saying that if you just come down keep coming down and keep mm. putting some effort in everybody gets everything they want and more yeah because of how honest uh, an activity exercise is we know that you know it, it on a chemical level it changes how we think it changes how our bodies are able to deal with stress 
from an emotional level, mental level, physical level. Mm. So it's almost like, especially now where life is so fast paced with, mm. you know, whatever it is, family life, work life, trying to do everything at once at light speed. I kind of wonder sometimes how people manage in an unhealthy lifestyle mm. because know, yeah. they think it's easier not exercising and probably eating rubbish food. When you start exercising, you want to eat better. Mm -hmm. It just yeah. naturally happens, you know. And for some people, it takes longer than others, but you get there and you start to work yeah. out what are the like the easy things that I can change that make big differences to my my energy levels, mm. and and it really helps change a lot of the different aspects. Like we're just coming out of like summer holidays for you know the schools being out of school, <laughs> but so how many of the parents are are now using September to that, like, oh, kids have gone back to school, I can get back into my routine. Mm. And everything elevates, not just their fitness, but their, their nutrition, what they drink, and how they feel. Mood, outlook, yeah. everything. It's, yeah. a, it's It does feel lighter. Because you get to focus on you more. <laughs> yeah, no, we could. All right, guys, well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Fitness Inside Out by Wild Training. Next time, we're going to be basically deconstructing a lot of the worst nutrition habits, food, diet, things that people end up doing. So a lot of the time we talk about how to manage your nutrition in a positive way. Next podcast we run is gonna be talking about all the stuff that we think is probably bad or, or through misconceptions. People think, oh, that's good for me. And we're like, what are they talking about? Yeah. So, uh, so we're trying- Huh? I said we're not going to hold back. No. <laughs> no. So we're trying to shed some light on, on fueling your body effectively and trying to have fun with your food as well because that's a wild rule. We've got to keep everything fun and especially what we eat and all that kind of stuff. So uh, thanks for joining us and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys.